0: And welcome to An Apotheosis of a Bombast, episode number 13. I'm Elton McManus, over in England, and joining me today, I think, is uh, Scott Copperman. Hello, Scott, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm fine. I'm actually here, so <laughs> we have our usual hosting duo here today.
0: Hurrah! Back together.
1: Yep, my son's in school. He's uh, He had his little on-air debut. He loved it, he appreciated the feedback, but now he's... <laughs> He's back under the table. He's done. Yes, I've kicked him to the curb. He says uh, he'll come back, but next time it's at a fee. He wants an appearance fee next time. A fee? <laughs> oh, or his yeah. own podcast. He's looking to spin off, have his own show. I got a call from his agent, so.
0: Apotheosis Jr. or something like that, That's I'd right. imagine. Cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. <laughs> he can have his little kids around, and, or his, his mates around, and talk about Pokemon, and That's right. Other bits. Transformers. (laughs) And how Transformers rocks.
1: I actually... I know what you're referring to. We're getting into touchy territory here, but if i got to listen to one more person telling me how this Star Trek movie, I should just suck it up and love it, I don't want to hear anything about Transformers. It's the same kind of thing. you got to suspend your... You know, suspend your sense of reality, get in there, enjoy the Transformers, and, uh... Hey, the robot's in disguise. What do you want?
0: Yeah, I... Um... The way I see it, Transformers, uh, it was around when I was a kid, so I, I love it from that perspective. If if I was going into it fresh, then I would think it was a bit lame. I think. But, because I've got a bit of nostalgia attached to it, then it's it's all cool for me, to be honest. I don't mind, it's a bit cheesy. Yeah. It, well, to be honest, it, it's, it's not a
1: bit cheesy, it's very <laughs> cheesy, but... For those who don't know what we're talking about, some of the other podcasts that we listen to and that our friends produce um there's been some discussion going on about the transformers and just how how silly they are and uh you know beyond the laws of physics and so what you have this car that's got a mass of uh two thousand pounds and all of a sudden you get this giant robot out of it et cetera et cetera and yes yes there's there's flaws in the science and Oh, well. <laughs> it's I think, the Transformers. Yeah. It's a cartoon.
0: I think he's correcting what he says about the mass. But they're robots, man. Nothing's better than robots.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you from, what was
0: it. Um, dancing chimpanzees. That's right. On a Segway. Yeah. Chimpanzees on a Segway. <laughs>
1: That's right. But I'll tell you what bothered me a whole bunch more than than the fact that, you know, a Trans Am turned into a 20-foot-tall robot. As a boy with these toys, I've got my Matchbox cars and my Hot Wheels. I want my robots, which transform into cars, to be the size of my Matchbox cars. You can't exactly take this shoe-sized <laughs> Trans Am and have it play with my other cars. It doesn't really fit in. If anything, that's that's the scale that they're talking about. Yeah. But there was this other thing called um, GoBots.
0: They were the budget ones, weren't they? they were the...
1: Yeah, yeah someone else made them i mean they weren't they weren't your knockoff generic <laughs> excuse me your knockoff generic kind of robot they were made by some sort of name brand but the big difference was where the transformers were jointed at the elbows and you could pose them and all these kind of they looked like robots that actually did stuff um, the <laughs> the gobots toys looked like you took a car and you made the doors into arms and the tires into feet and the headlights were the eyes they didn't look very much like robots but that didn't matter because I could sit there with my row of matchbox cars and all of a sudden take one of them and transform him into a robot and that got the job done just fine I
0: I only had uh, one transformer when I was younger I had Optimus Prime and they were so much uh, more better well that's a rubbish sentence they were a lot (laughs) better built when I was a kid compared to the the toys today because Optimus Prime was uh mostly metal when uh when I had the toy it, I know the the trailer was plastic and all the bits and bobs and his guns and stuff like that were all plastic but the base mm-hmm. of him was metal so it's quite a strong little uh l- like a Tonka toy really and mm-hmm. nowadays I've I bought Starscreen for uh for my little boy for his uh birthday I think a year or two ago and it's all plastic and it's rubbish and you, you can bend it easily and all these mates are pulling on the arms and legs and stuff like that. And
1: Oh yeah, they fall apart real easy now. Yeah, they're rubbish. Well, my son has the Star Wars Transformers, which is kind of an issue for me in itself that they're blending these franchises. It's It was one thing when they had the Transformers and then they you know turned into the Beast Transformers and they had all these other things, but I don't really need the Obi-Wan Starfighter to turn into an Obi-Wan Kenobi robot <laughs> and the no. X-Wing to turn into a Luke Skywalker pilot. But, yeah, the the arms are falling off all the time, the pieces fall off, and we actually were talking about it, and I had him very close to saying that he wanted it just super glued into either the robot or the, the spaceship because they're so flimsy <laughs> and that you're, you're taking the little spaceship flying along and all of a sudden an arm pops out. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's like a, a spaceship with a, a foot and an ear, and it, you know it. It just kind of ruins it for them a little bit. And the transforming themselves again. Going back to the Gobots were so simple. It was like pull it wide, two, three motions. You could do that. You get like a set of instructions for these transformers, and it's okay. Turn to page seven, step twenty-eight <laughs> A. Remove right aileron and insert. Oh, just
0: that is true though. Um... Did you not ever want to glue your Lego uh, spaceships or anything like that together? I remember wanting to glue all my le- uh, Lego so it wouldn't fall apart.
1: Yeah, we, I, I would do that if it was something that was uh, I wanted to keep forever. Or sometimes you get the junky Legos or they're worn out and they don't stick. Yeah. But these days they seem to stick pretty well. But the Transformer, it, like my son never really transforms them. <laughs> they're always either in robot mode or or ship mode just because it's so complicated. Yeah, but.
0: mine are in a, a draw at the moment with arms and legs missing, so... Yeah. At the moment, they're crap. It's it's not worth having them,
1: for me, anyway. I'll give you another uh, issue I had with the original Transformer cartoon. So you have Optimus Prime, who's the big semi, and then you got all the Autobots are cars. Makes sense. And you got the Decepticons in the form of jets, and you've got um, Starscream and all those guys... But then the leader of the Decepticons is Megatron. And he transforms into a pistol. Yeah. That, to me, I've seen in some incarnation where he transformed into a tank. That, at least, if you want to have it that he basically is just a gun, the tank was one thing. But, I mean, he's not even an aircraft. And then you got Sound screen, which turned into the boombox, which I guess in the, in the 80s, that was a good way to be covert and all. Yeah. And there you definitely have the mass issue again. <laughs> this giant robot shrinks down. But I just feel like they really got away from the... Th- they didn't even try to keep the theme consistent. They went to cars and truck, and then they went whatever for the bad guys. Did you ever see the Transformers animated movie? Yes, I did. With Rodimus Prime. Back in time, they were back on Cybertron. It was like the, the origin of the... Autobots versus Decepticons what the conflict all had started, and
0: yeah, I, I think I saw it years ago though i I don't really remember much about it, to be honest,
1: but they had Rodimus Prime, who I guess is an ancestor of Optimus Prime, he also transformed into the equivalent of a of an automobile, so it, it kind of had that that theme for the autobots, which should makes yeah. sense, I guess an autobot should transform into autos i don't know it's probably more thought than we need to give it. <laughs> but you know there's there was a whole collection of television shows here in the United States you had you had the transformers and you had the gobots then there was a group called the orbots which were kind of like voltron i don't know
0: they that. were
1: like they were five robots that merged together to form one giant robot didn't and, transformers
0: do that in the end
1: anyway yeah yeah they had a couple that did that And it was the same kind of thing. This Orbots was kind of a budget version of Voltron. And even Voltron kind of went a whole other route. The Power Rangers now do that with all their combining uh, lion, tiger, shark. Yeah,
0: I think that's just a progression of uh, the people that make the programs nowadays played with the old Transformers and thought, oh, this hasn't been on the screens for a little while. And so they make... uh, the films and the programs that they really want you to make, or, or an adaption of their favorite programs.
1: Yeah, and I guess a lot of it comes from incorporating the Japanese pop culture. Did yeah. Did you see the link I had for the uh, Spider-Man in Japanese television? No, I didn't know. Oh, you have you have to check it out. It's classic 1970s, um, kind of like the Spider-Man TV show that was on when we were little. With a guy in, in the, <laughs> the guy who's out of shape in a bit of spandex. No attempt to make it look like he's got muscles or anything. But so this Spider-Man in Japan, he got his um, spider powers through a different source. It wasn't quite the same as the Peter Parker story. And it, he's not Peter Parker. He has a little brother and uh, lives with his family and stuff at home. And he wears this thing on his wrist... That lets him control the spider mobile, which is kind of like looks like Speed Racers Mach Five, right? And he's also got a giant robot that looks like a thing out of Voltron, but it's basically Spider-Man as a Power Ranger. It's pretty. It's it's funny to watch. He's got the same oh. Spider-Man costume and all, and uh, catchy little theme song and all, but
0: bloody hell, <laughs> no, I've never it's... never come across that at all. I I'm... I don't know if I really want to either. So <laughs> oh,
1: it's worth watching, but it's it's the kind of thing that you you laugh at. Yeah, it's a good it's worth a, a good distraction when you need something to perk you up. So we've had a kind of a, a long introduction here. <laughs> but, yes, let's shimmy on. <laughs> all right, I was just gonna say, obviously you, you weren't here last week. You were you've been busy with work, and uh, it's yeah. it's good to have you back. You had a good Easter overall.
0: Yeah, Easter was good. I've only had one egg. I had that in the whole day. And I don't really fancy any more, to be honest, and kids have still got tons left. Yeah. But, no, it was a good good time, even though I was working, so...
1: Do you colour eggs? Do you, uh, put them out to be found?
0: Um, no, but, uh, around the village, they, they sometimes have, a. Uh, Easter he- egg hunts and y- mm-hmm. you can normally go and pay to go somewhere else for an Easter egg egg hunt and normally get mini chocolate eggs ar- around mm. places so a lot of the mums and dads go to them but obviously I was working this weekend so I had no chance of doing anything like that at all yeah I'm, I'm not a fan of eggs at, anyway I can't stand eggs I, huh. I, I don't like the smell of eggs I don't like eggs at all they're horrible same as ketchup I don't like ketchup Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Ketchup's wrong. It's the the devil's tears. That's why I <laughs> see it. it's horrible. And my girlfriend, uh, she has eggs and smart ketchup in it in a sandwich, and then shows it to me and goes, "Oh, oh look at this! And this bloody disgusting <laughs> thing. It's horrible." And I also don't like um, ice cream or jelly. So I was the saddest kid at uh, kids' parties everyone ice cream and jelly yay and i was sitting there going no thank you i don't like that stuff
1: Uh, that's my daughter though so i can't really comment she's she doesn't like pizza she doesn't like hot dogs she doesn't like ice cream unless it's plain vanilla yeah (laughs) She just you know so she'll be at a birthday party pizza cupcakes you know soda no thank you no thank you no thank you and she's got her little cottage cheese that she brings with her and can of peaches and sits and eats it. Oh, so I can understand that, I guess. But I, I asked about the eggs in a roundabout way. We we uh, boil eggs and colour them, or actually my wife, somehow she pokes a hole in it and blows the egg out, so you just have the shell to colour.
0: Yeah, they tried to make me do that at school, and I refused, and they didn't <laughs> believe me. So I had to sit outside the room while all the other kids were in the class blowing their eggs
1: non-conformist that's yeah. the price
0: you poke poke <laughs> a needle in both sides of the egg don't you or is it just yeah. one
1: side I, I always thought it was one side and you, and the stuff would kind of trickle out when you but um, <laughs> no you poke two holes I guess but so she did a couple of those and we, we did some and and um, the point of my story is we mm. have one of those it's there's static there we have one of those egg slicers that we talked about in a previous episode alright cool so as we were boiling an egg and one of them cracked, I was like, oh, I have an egg slicer. So I <laughs> pulled it open and lifted up, uh, pulled the shell off, put it in, sliced it, and I ended up with my eight little circular wedges.
0: I bet you haven't used it since, have you?
1: No, I only used it because we talked about it. Yeah. Had, had we not talked about it, I would have just thrown, it out, thrown the egg out. But it is pretty useless. And then what makes it worse is they sell in the grocery stores kind of your basic one, you know, blue molded in the shape of an egg So it holds it in It's got a little basket shape to hold it Pull the wire thing down, it cuts it This one is shaped in the face uh, In the shape of an egg with a cute little face So it's It's like a little marketed character It's got little, uh, like a little duck it almost looks like It's white with a little yellow feet and It's got these big eyes and So that means we actually paid more Than the minimum for this we, yeah, We shelled out royalty fees
0: Oh, boom, boom, <laughs> shelled out
1: <laughs> oh, I uh, didn't mean that. You, you shouldn't really that. open with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we paid more than we had to. Yes, that's better. There we go. No more puns. So I I have a, a news story to share, but it, it's kind of a sad news story, so I don't know if we want to open with it. Do you have something light, or should I...
0: No, let, let's start off let's with start. the heavy stuff and finish on a
1: light note. All right. Well, it's actually... Um, it appeared in my paper a little over two weeks ago, but I saw it's in the Tampa newspaper down where Rick uh, Admiral Marius lives um, today. And, and it's been kind of an ongoing thing, but there's an an article about um, this gentleman Gerald Spangenberg, um, who was like an online gamer. He played World of War- He played World of War- Work. War- he played World of Warcraft. And other things like that. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so he's playing and, and, uh, doing all these things. And he had an argument. Not a big argument, but just kind of a. Something must have gone on with the group that he was a part of, the guild, whatever it's called. And so he stopped playing. Or or so it seemed. Like, so he wasn't there the next day, and the next week, the next month. And, and it turns out he died. Oh. You know, and, and, uh, he wasn't on vacation or anything like that. He he just he wasn't mad. He he had died. And what this article is all about is how his daughter tried to find a way to let those people know. But in this this day and age it's it's so hard. Like I mean my wife doesn't know how to get in touch with the people I work for, uh, through the computer. Yeah. So like I take these projects and if if I were to die, <laughs> um, you know, they'd be like, you know, that bastard he took the money and ran. He never did the job. Yeah, you know, it's or even if I owe someone money, you know, if I got an invoice that I got to settle up, it, she doesn't even necessarily know how to find it. it. That's a work application, but it's the same kind of thing with simply syndicated or, or even say you and I. I mean, I know your address. I don't have your cell phone number or anything though. If if some, if I were in a car accident and we had arranged to record the next episode, you know, next Monday, you yeah. might think I was busy. Then a couple weeks go by, and you know, it, it's just a weird thing. It's it's kind of a sad tale, but then it goes in to talk about these various websites, um, Death Switch, Slightly Morbid, and there's a couple others, I guess, where for a nominal fee, you can set up a list of people you want contacted in the event of your death, and then you can designate one or more people to be certified, <laughs> to notify the site of your death. Really? Um, and it's weird, like Slightly Morbid, for example for ten dollars you can have ten people notified you can designate one person as your trusted contact and for three years you're allowed to change um... the lists of people but it's a one-time fee so you know if you sign up for that and you die sixty years from now and assuming that this website stays in business then they'll they'll notify that but then they have these extra features for fifty dollars one-time fee you can have fifty friends notified You can designate 10 people as trusted contacts, you can categorize your friends, and you can also include a final last word in your notification.
0: You know, you'd be able to upload
1: videos to that as well. Probably. I haven't looked at all of them in detail. We'll put some links in the websites, but... If you're watching this, I am dead. Yeah. And I don't like you. I've never liked you. We talked before about Alcor and their life extension thing and how shady that all seemed and all. Um, but even this, so I could picture my father. If he's felt like it was really important because he's got all these contacts from business all around the world and he's retired so he doesn't see them on a regular basis, he wanted to do this and spend the money. I, I could see that. But a 20-year-old who decides they're going to spend the money on this, might very well live a long time. And uh, I can't believe the company is necessarily going to be in existence. But I guess the point of it also is it's for that unexpected demise. So there's uh, th- this article that I'll put up there, and I'll, I'll read you a little bit about it. But it's it has the story of this gentleman who died and how the daughter really struggled to be able to notify people because passwords are all secure and and... I mean, they try to protect against someone pretending to be you to get in. Mm-hmm. But they talk about this one guy who works in an emergency room, and he sees all these people coming all the time. And he said that that he really felt like he had to do something about it. So he has a little uh, USB drive that he stores information. He has it in a lockbox in case something ever happens. But there's the two companies. There's Death Switch. Where people can set up emails that will be sent out automatically, but they have to check in at certain intervals, like once a week. So you have to check in once a week, or it assumes you're dead. Right, and
0: and it's got loads of adverts on the site as well, I'd imagine. I'm
1: sure, yeah, and I'm sure that there's settings you can do, but you can, um, for $20 a year, you can create up to 30 emails with attachments like video files, and they claim they have about a thousand people subscribed already, um... Let's see. And then, this slightly morbid, which requires that someone notifies them. You don't have to log in. Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely – it's sad for one thing, but it definitely sticks with you. And I have to admit, I read this article probably about three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. I said I'm going to sit there and make a list, and I haven't given my wife a list of – Passwords or anything. If I were to like drop dead right now, she wouldn't know my Skype login or anything like that. And yeah. I used to have a file that we actually sat down one weekend and every every website we thought we knew, we logged in, we alphabetized it because you know, think, sometimes passwords change or a site you logged into like five years ago doesn't exist anymore, or even some things um, if you don't log in, they kind of erase your account. So we went through and put all our frequent flyer numbers, all that stuff, and uh, we were actually pretty good about keeping it updated probably about once a month. We'd update changes and we'd print out a copy and mark changes in red, but it's so badly out of date now. I mean, I have that file still, but I'd have to start from scratch pretty much.
0: I had a post-it note like that for a long time (laughs) with just one email and one password just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, Amanda needed to get into anything and I'm not very good at emails as you know I'm, I'm rubbish at sending them out and collecting them and reading them just like Texas, I'm not very good at collecting and responding <laughs> to them as well
1: it's I, different though now too because back let's say five years ago you might have had your one email account and a um, the, the couple things you would interact with and all but it seems like everywhere you, every website you go to cuz they want the marketing information makes you register makes you make a password and then yeah. everyone tells you don't use the same password everywhere so like i have a password um that probably i use most of the time but like my school where i take classes the password has to start with a letter and it has to be 8 characters long and it has to have a letter and a number and so I, I have to end up making a special one for that because it has all these crazy parameters. Yeah. And my simply syndicated password is different than other ones. So like, if I try to log in quickly, I very often type in the wrong one. Or, you know, oh wait, does it have to be capital or can it be lowercase? And yeah. oh, and it's just frustrating.
0: And you don't your computer remembering every single password and username either, do you? Because they, they always have that remember me check sign as well. And right. You don't always want that.
1: No, no. And there's a even a website or an application that does that too. You can store all your passwords. It's kind of like what you're saying. I, sometimes the pages say that, but within your browser you can save passwords too. So it automatically fills it in. And I, I think that's worse. Like on on the, my cell phone, I don't know the phone numbers that are in my the little address book. Mm-hmm. I know I, – I usually dial my parents' number and all by hand just cuz I remember it. But if you asked me, you know, what is the phone number for um you know, I have Anthony is top on my contact list. I have no idea what Anthony's phone number is. Yeah. I just know he's top on my go to Anthony and hit the green button and it'll call Anthony. Yeah. So it would be the same thing with passwords. If you had them all stored, you'd forget all the time. Yeah. So
0: are you going to sign up to morbid or slightly morbid?
1: No. No. <laughs> But I do like the idea of just making a little drive, printing out a piece of paper, and just putting the basic stuff. But I have to get around to doing that. (laughs) And then not change it.
0: (laughs) You should set up something really cool, like uh, dig a a time capsule in in your garden somewhere, and then have a safe with a a map, and you have to (laughs) go to somewhere else, and you dig up another time capsule, and then you find... uh, you end up going in a circle back to your own garden and then digging up mm-hmm. that capsule and there's like a little USB stick in there going, hurrah, I found it.
1: Two feet to the left of where you first started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I was just... Oh, man. But yeah, it would be kind of cool if you have people who are patient for that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. You can have pictures of you flicking the Vs at the person saying, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm dead, but you're still searching for my stuff. ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha
1: getting warmer oh so cold so cold see I had a friend when I was in high school that he would have done that that was just his personality like he would have left you a little VHS tape you would play it it would have told you to go to the library look up this number in the the card catalog turn to page 32 of the book and there would have been a little like note and stuff
0: yeah see when I die I'm definitely leaving the Bruce is Millions uh, DVD for my kids (laughs) and grandkids that's going to be awesome.
1: Are you going to get, make it conditional that they get to have uh, your possessions, or is it going to be theirs no matter what?
0: I um I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what I'd do. I'd, I'd, I'd play Silly Buggers, definitely. Saying <laughs> There's a lost treasure map, or I have millions of pounds in Barabond somewhere. But You have to do this, and you have to go to the uh, Eiffel Tower and yeah. dance like a funky chicken on the third floor.
1: There you go. There's a a movie called My Life with Michael Keaton. It's actually a, a sad movie. It's um it's about him being diagnosed with cancer and he's he's expecting a baby boy. And so he's making a video for the boy of like how to shave and all all the things he feels like a father should pass yeah, on to his son. Yeah, I've seen that. That's something too that I mean, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I wonder all the time if I should have, like, a little note tucked away somewhere to my kids of things that, you know, just... I, I would like to tell you this when you're 17, but just in case I'm not here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this is this is what you should know. We have uh, baby books for each of the kids. You know, like, first haircuts, little piece of paper, and, you know, the, the little bristlet that they got when they were born. And yeah. First words, blah, blah, blah. But one of the things in there... It's supposed to be a letter from the parents to the kids. And I haven't written one yet. Every time I thought about doing it, there was always something that was like, oh, geez, you know, I'm going to want to update that letter. I'm going to want to update the letter. Yeah. Marianne has done it, but she's also shared it with um, my son. And I, I guess her letter wasn't that kind of thing of like something that had to necessarily stay. For when they're twenty-one, her letter I think was more about how she felt at the moment, and she wanted him to know how how wonderful she felt and yeah. how much she loved him. But I don't know. I I picture that being more just kind of a message from beyond, or or like this is what I want to tell you when you're older.
0: Yeah, oh, that's cool. My uh, know. my dad he went out and bought a a bottle of port when I was born, and. Ended up opening that up on my 21st birthday, but uh, yeah, on my 21st birthday. Fancy. So, that, that was cool. That's all gone now, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was decanted straight away, and we're, yeah, we're we're simple on this for for the rest of the night. But uh, the sad when... thing is, I, I I don't like port. <laughs> well,
1: that's. Along you could t- have had a value, yeah. Yeah,
0: along with tomato ketchup as well. So you know, remember that. <laughs> Tommy K is evil. I'll, I'll just put subliminal messages in this podcast, like, Tommy K is evil.
1: They'll be like, I can picture your father, Elton, I've been waiting for 20 years to bring you out, we're going to go for a great breakfast, we go to a ball game, have, you know, ketchup, I'm going to pass on the ketchup family recipe <laughs> to you, and I've got this bottle of port. When you get married in the UK, do they have kind of the tradition of you keep a piece of your cake for your first anniversary I think so yes that's and we have that here but that never really no cake stays for a year no even in the freezer it just then it tastes like frozen chicken and stuff It just but I picture that being (laughs) what would happen with the time capsule I've I've put your favorite all your favorite foods in this hermetically sealed cooler (laughs) and we'll open it and when you're 20 and it's mold and it's like in Star Trek when uh the bacteria on planet Genesis kind of mutate and you'll know, put it out and there's this giant like worm that's evolved, feasting on the food. <laughs> Ugh.
0: That that Star Trek reference, I I have no idea what you just said there, by the way. Oh, yeah.
1: oh well I have to explain. On um,
0: I, I know there's a Genesis planet and it's in the motion picture, isn't it? And there's a bald chip. It's, it's in Star Trek 3. Oh, is it Star Trek so, 3?
1: Star Trek Two. You've seen Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So they they jettison the Spock's body. Yeah. And it's supposed to disintegrate in orbit, in the atmosphere, but it ends up landing on planet Genesis under a tree, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Doesn't basically, the sun
0: burst over the the horizon? Uh... No, that's Gen- that's the motion picture. Isn't it the same planet in motion picture that he lands on? I've always thought that.
1: No, motion picture is about. Um, one of the old Voyager space probes. And it, it goes way out. Some people think it goes all the way out where like the Borg civilization is. But it basically uh, goes somewhere with sentient machines who think that it is um, one of its own. Like, it's an, an ancestor of that. And um, they give Voyager intelligence right. and a sense of self. and and so that planet that's within this big cloud is uh it's it's basically like the Voyager um entity. It's one giant robot, I think. Like a planet sized robot. Oh. So all all the stuff like amassed around the Voyager probe.
0: Yeah. Oh see. I always thought that the the planet that was made that there is a planet made in the first one, isn't there? And I thought that the uh, when Spock got shot out, shot out in number two and they searched for him in number three that was that same planet no the
1: i I might not be explaining the first one correctly, but that's that's definitely not the same the The planet made in Star Trek Two was made because uh Khan launched the Genesis device inside the nebula right so that formed a planet out of that. And then, at the end of, of Star Trek Two, spoiler alert, they send uh, Spock's body. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't care. If you're listening to this podcast. You already know what happened. But uh, I or haven't you don't seen care. these
0: films in 15 or 16 years. No, so. No.
1: But so they launch Spock's body, and it's supposed to be his body's going to burn up in the atmosphere of this planet. But we find out in Star Trek Three, and the fact that he's existing in future movies. Um, that that did not happen, that the body lands somehow on the planet, and the reference I was making was, um, planet Genesis is unstable, mm-hmm. and that's why, um, the Spock that eventually comes to be in Star Trek four five six seven, is uh, aged to the appropriate age, right, and so, ah. there are these little microbes and stuff that were on the coffin, yeah. and or or on the planet, whatever they were, but they they evolve at a super-accelerated rate to be these, like, uh, sneaky monster kind of things. And and in the movie, at one point you see them in one form, and then at another point you see them in another form, and then Klingons land on the planet, and by the time the Klingons get there, there's, they're these foul, giant creatures.
0: Right. So did the coffin have the big balloons like the rovers had when they landed on Mars?
1: No, it lands lands as if it was... Placed there delicately by the hand of God. Ah. Oh. <laughs> it shows no burn marks or anything. Wow. That's some Magic. Tu-
0: It must be made of Nintendo plastic. It That's must the be. toughest plastic in the world.
1: I thought it was a photon torpedo tube. That's what I thought all the time, but... Which you would think would be inherently fragile. Because it's supposed to, like, explode. Mm-hmm. That would suck to have a photon explosion inside a casing so strong that it contained the explosion, and therefore you just got hit with a projectile. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm thinking too much about it.
0: All right. I I really have to catch up on this stuff. Or maybe not. Maybe I'll just be the annoying guy that doesn't know anything. And I'll, I'll always ask questions and be like, "We told you about that last week." Like, no, I I can't remember. I really can't remember.
1: Well, it all is completely irrelevant with the new movie, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I'm still the annoying guy who's going to go there, who knows nothing about Trek. I know little bits, but... you.
1: Know, <laughs> you, should, you if you're going to do that, then you have to go like totally on the other extreme and be like sitting in the theater going, Which one's Darth Vader? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Where's Chewie? I, want I my thought Wookie. Starbuck was a girl. What <laughs> oh. It just, oh, imagine the reaction you'll get, especially if you go like one of the first day or two, it's I might go dressed
0: as a Jawa. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can see that though. People go to like conventions and stuff dressed as whatever they want, but you go to a Star Wars convention dressed as uh Archie D well dressed as Spock, maybe? I don't know. I guess they're they're more the generic science fiction conventions I'm thinking of.
0: So if two conventions ended up booking the same hall at the same time, would there be a fight?
1: I would guarantee there's a YouTube about that somewhere. Really? Some spoofing that, like, uh. Two rival groups booking the same space. I'm gonna yeah. have to look for that one. You can than. imagine
0: it now that, you know, Spock and Kirk turning around and seeing the doors flung open and there's Luke and Han and Darth Vader standing there. We booked this first. <laughs> These aren't the rooms you're looking for. <laughs>
1: A convention battle, I don't know. So anyway, that was my uh, news story about dying, <laughs> <laughs> dying and nobody knowing. How sad.
0: Well, I've I've got a story here. Okay. Do you know? I, I might maybe pronouncing this wrong, but uh, is it Hoboken or Ho Hoboken or Hoboken? Hoboken. Hoboken, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you familiar with it? Yes, I am. Right. Okay. Have you heard of the woman that filed a $160 million uh, lawsuit?
1: Mm, No, not offhand. What for? uh,
0: She had a waxing uh, mishap. She's uh, using this wax, obviously, to remove hair from certain parts of her body. I don't know what parts. (laughs) But she's... Well,
1: for that that price, you can kind of guess what parts it might have been.
0: Yeah. (laughs) She's going for the Brazilian look. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, it's a a supplement where you you put your wax, it comes in a container, you put it in your microwave, you warm it up for 30 seconds, check it, and if it's not slushy or anything like that, then you heat up a little bit more. And she's obviously stuck it in there for two or three minutes, not read the instructions, and pulled it out of the microwave. It's been too hot on her hands, and she's spilt it all over herself and got second and third degree burns. And this is like the, the hot coffee uh, from McDonald's. Uh, this is also like the... I don't know if this is a myth or not, but the Winnebago, where someone was driving a Winnebago, mm-hmm. and they put it in cruise control, and then went backstage to make a cup of tea. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah, um, apparently big uh, this guy... See, I don't know if this is an urban myth or not, but a guy was driving a Winnebago down a, a nice straight road. He put it in cruise control and went, hmm, fancy a drink. And so he's swiveled his chair, gone to the back, made a drink, and the uh, the cars crashed, surprisingly, with no one at the yeah. wheel. <laughs> and his, uh, his lawyer won money. I don't know how much money it was, but uh, he won on the grounds that there was nothing in the instruction manual to say that you couldn't get out of your seat while your car was on cruise control and make a drink. Unbelievable. And it's like the hot coffee on the uh, McDonald's drinks. They say on their uh, caution, this drink may be hot, because (laughs) a woman put a coffee in her lap, drove away, and the cup spilt on her legs, and burnt all her legs.
1: Yeah, that I'm familiar with, but the the turning around and thinking you can face the other direction and the car won't crash kind of thing, that's...
0: When it, it's not even like uh, facing the other direction he's actually stood up and walked into the back p- compartment of his car
1: I thought cruise control meant the car was driving itself
0: <laughs> but it's got me thinking these are the people uh, these are the reasons why we don't have hoverboards why we don't have lightsabers why we don't have flying cars or anything like that oh yeah because they will you know if they end up with a lightsaber in their hand they will go I wonder what happens if I grab this blade and all their fingers are fall off or they'll try and put hoverboards underneath their car and make a hover car and then uh-huh. crash their car. And that's the reason why the technology has not moved on and we don't have any of this stuff. Because so like, we
1: have to protect the stupid.
0: That's yeah, why. we have to protect the ignorant, stupid and silly. So, yeah. Silly cow. But, uh,
1: so, she, 165 million this was? Yeah, that's, she's that's what she's going for. It hasn't been
0: um, born out yet or anything like that but... She's got some nasty burns, but... Yeah. Apparently, on the instructions, it says, put in the microwave for 30 seconds. If it doesn't... If it's not like the consistency of warm peanut butter, then put it in for another 10 seconds, and another 10 seconds, until you hit a minute. Which is fair enough. It's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like she's put it in there for a couple of minutes, and gone, oh, that'll be all right, and pulled it out, and, ah, that's hot, and dropped it all over herself.
1: I mean, I can understand to an extent that... uh... There are circumstances where someone else is is culpable. But it's... It actually... These kind of things actually make those other circumstances get hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there are instances where, yes, Tommy should have known better, but the uh, owner of the amusement park did fail to do certain safety things, and therefore it, it was a higher risk. Yeah. But then when you have people who sit there and go like well you know I didn't know I wasn't supposed to unbuckle my seatbelt on the roller coaster like well <laughs> genius that's yeah you shouldn't have to have a sign that says take a step now take another step now stop inhale exhale yeah <laughs> look yeah. left look right
0: yeah but there's accidents and then there are accidents now I've picked up hot stuff before and gone ow and dropped it and I think everyone has but you know, Certain things you do have to read the instructions before they work. Right. And you know, hot wax is one of them. Or in my opinion, hot wax would be one of them. If I'm gonna be sticking hot wax on me, then I'm gonna read the instructions first. If I'm going to drive a Winnebago on cruise control, then I'm gonna read the instructions first.
1: Well, I'm looking at a website here called stupidwarningsite dot com. Stupid warnings Site. There's two S's. And apparently, these are supposed to be all real labels. They have a couple things that are uh, photocopied, but these days you never know what's what's photoshopped and all. But supposedly, these are all things that were,
0: right. <laughs> we're
1: really seen. So, I mean, some of them I don't I don't know if it's really a problem, but they have on the sleep aid product it says warning may cause drowsiness, yeah. which that seems redundant.
0: <laughs> Doesn't Cowpole, the children's medicine, have do not use
1: um, machinery? Yeah, they have that right here. Boots children cough medicine, they have that. I, I could kind of understand that. I mean, I've taken some of the kids' medicine in a rush, like, for a headache or something. Just it's what's handy. But, um, I mean, how sad is it that that needs to be on there? Yeah. On the package for an iron. Do not iron clothes while on the body. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done that? no but I can picture I can picture that someone's got like a jacket or something that they feel like they can pull away from them or uh-huh. sleeve and they take their arm out of the sleeve but I've seen
0: someone do it um, have you? Yeah, I was family a Air- member? no 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 I was in Air cadets when I was younger and yeah. you always had to have your um, creases sharp and pressed and someone was like "Oh no, I'll just iron my lapels down a little bit more and he was wearing the shirt and he was doing it in the mirror as well and Ended up burning his shoulders. Unbelievable. It was funny at the time, though. You know, actually watching a guy do it—it's funny uh, Yeah,
1: but I can understand, and I, there's certainly been things that, in a pinch, I've done so. It's—it's the same way you drink uh, soda from a bo- from the bottle instead of getting a glass, or milk from the hmm. carton sometimes, just because you're in a rush. What's it matter? I'm just going to do it this one time.
0: On the iPod uh, Shuffle, it says "Do not eat." <laughs> <laughs>
1: why would it say that I
0: don't know <laughs> but then again they have to do it just in case someone eats it
1: I, I'm trying to think well they they always have those little things in the packages um, the little freshening preservative things that say like this is not food don't eat they're with the vitamins sometimes
0: yeah, yeah. the little I'll bags see. of silicon in your shoes as well Yeah. And do not yeah. eat this
1: which I can question why they even make those look like food <laughs> like in the in the kids' vitamins, a lot of times it looks just like a regular vitamin. It's just a little larger and kind of plasticky. Mm-hmm. There was something I was looking at uh, yesterday that it was about a, a wedding proposal gone bad. And someone had put a wedding ring inside a milkshake, and the, the woman had drank the milkshake and swallowed the wedding ring. I like I, I don't know how people do that. I guess some people can just open their throat and. <laughs> swallow more than uh normal. I I gag on little tiny uh aspirin. Mhm. I mean how, unless she's got really tiny fingers or it was kind of a cheap ring, yeah. nothing.
0: <laughs> Have you seen the bottom one on this on a uh a Swedish chainsaw. It says do not yeah. attempt to stop Oh, hang on. Do not attempt to stop chainsaw with your hands or genitals. <laughs> So really <laughs> go, going along with them guidelines you're allowed to stop it with your knees and mm-hmm. your elbows that's and, the thing and your mouth and tongue
1: someone will sue and and win
0: there's if you scroll down to the bottom as well there's a uh, a picture of a claymore a claymore mine and on the mm-hmm. actual front of the claymore mine it says front and this side towards the enemy <laughs> Ridiculous!
1: You think that happened because someone placed it wrong? It's not going <laughs> off. I don't know why. I'm guessing there was an sign on the front of the claymore. <laughs> like I can, again, I can understand. You might want to you want to know which side's going to blow up, but yes, but if you're an to army, be if you if you're laying a claymore in enemy territory, then you've already been trained on it, haven't you? Yeah. So when the enemy comes through, they go, guys. Oh, well. Oh, Never mind. Never mind. They're upside down. Come on through. Yeah. Go or ahead and dance right through. If you set one off. Sorry, sorry. That was my fault. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm <Medic>. sure there's. <laughs> I'm sure there's many more uh, stupid warning labels, and a lot of them, unfortunately, are probably fake. But
0: yeah. Well, that goes to
1: that um, uh, website where you can
0: make all your fake cans of Coke and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let, let me pull that up say com. Yes. And I've you can make all your fake um signs, signs and stuff, yeah. Cans and videotapes and zombies come in signs and stuff like that.
1: So you just can't trust anything anymore.
0: No. <laughs> cuz you can make all these signs with, you know, danger this sign has sharp edges and stuff like that.
1: And yep. Yeah, cuz even if you have uh if you have it in your hand, it could be printed out, produced There's people who make fake products all the time. Yeah. You must question everything. Believe nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, well I guess uh, we need to come up with a good moral and we've got the Lucky Puppy Stupid Product Labels to go as an inspiration. Um, What'd you say then? Let's see. For indoor and outdoor use? No. May cause drowsiness? No. Warning contains nuts. That's a good one to build on. Mm. So, Our our moral for the day could be warning, this podcast contains words.
0: Yeah, superb.
1: Alright. There we go. Get in. Beware. This podcast contains words. You've been warned. (laughs) You may not sue us anymore for the words used in this podcast.
0: If your podcast does not contain profanity, then return it to your store and ask for a new one.
1: (laughs) Bizarre's house doesn't have profanity, does it?
0: No, no. I, I drop the odd swear.
1: Which I apologize now for. I shouldn't really do that. Alright, well this has been a, uh, a catching up episode. Yeah. We appreciate everyone sticking with us. We hope you've enjoyed the uh, Easter Egg Hunt. Continue to get those responses to us. Hit us up
0: with uh, feedback. Check us on Twitter. Go to the website. And send us some answers to the um, Easter Egg Hunt at uh, Podcast at com.
1: And we'll be back in a week. Yep.
0: We'll catch you later.
1: Yep. Talk to you soon. See you later.
0: Bye.